Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt, disappointment, and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory. Pride. Passion. In search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. When they said it was coming home, didn't realise they meant you. Yes, like the World Cup to England. I'm back! This is the MLS UK show. Henry Hewitt is back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Elliot Holman. Welcome along to another MLS UK show. We need a massive, massive catch-up. You up for this? Let's do it. So, we'll take a look at this weekend's MLS results. And we'll find out how our predictions went as well. Yeah, we need a huge catch-up on managerial changes. Mm. Uh, You're a bit interested in this one, aren't you? Yeah, we need to talk Orlando, unfortunately. Uh, Also, two Everton stars set to join Major League Soccer. We'll investigate further. And, of course, we'll look ahead to this weekend's fixtures, where Orlando, not one in, what, 100 games? Face my team, Atlanta. Oh, I'm so excited to play Atlanta United. It went really well last time. And we haven't won since. So that's good. The MLS UK Show. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming. Football's coming home. It's coming home. Who needs MLS? I've given given up. I've got... Right. We'll we'll get to where you've been in a minute. But let's just enjoy this situation. A a team I support... Yeah. ...has won two games back-to-back... And scored eight goals. Oh, beautiful. And uh, qualified for a knockout stages of the World <laughs> Cup. Uh, I do realise, I must apologise, we have a lot of US listeners to this podcast and yeah, you probably feel a bit alienated at the moment because America didn't make the World Cup. Although it's been nice because, you have, as you pointed out on Twitter, on our little break we had, there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast from America or Can- Canadian. <laughs> Canada, Canada, uh, that are supporting England, which we, you know, is nice and keep supporting us because let's face it, we will lose at some point, <laughs> but it's just nice to be winning. It's it's very much like MLS. Come with us on our journey because we have no idea what's going to happen, and that's exactly why we love MLS. Um, genuinely, I was watching the the first England game, England Tunisia, um, and I was just going through Twitter, and all of our MLS friends. Um, people who listen to the podcast uh, and people who work in in the media over in the states and in Canada were just loving England. Mm. Everyone was um, everyone was well on board. Uh, Michelle, who we had from MLS Female, um, she she joined us on the show a few weeks back. Uh, she said, "My heart lies with England." And I said, "They will break your heart." Just so you know, like <laughs> disclaimer, your heart will be broken. Um, but that's why we love football, isn't it? England are actually 
This has never happened in our lifetime. We've only played two games and we've already scored more goals than we've ever seen England score in a, in a World Cup finals. Yeah. And we actually look good. Like, forget whatever happens going forward. We'd, we look good. We do. However, Panama... No, no. No, Panama... Get, right. The United States of America. Can we just have a chat for a moment? And, and Canada. And, well, not Canada. Kind of Canada. How on earth did you not qualify and Panama qualify? No, because... don't, 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 because this is a really, this is a really sensitive subject. No, I'm going to say it because <sighs> what they did against England, like, it's not WWE wrestling for a start, and second of all, like, any team that allows England to score six goals <laughs> should not be in a World Cup. John Stone scored twice. I know, <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, we can we not mock the uh, US men's national team because. Uh, the last time I went to America, I flew into um, MCO, Orlando City's airport, and the US men's national team were actually playing at the time that I landed. And so I feel like they did terribly and that that was kind of like the final blow. It was while I was there in America. Um, and I'm sorry, I also watched the Trinidad and Tobago game uh, a few weeks late. So I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, well. Sorry about um, that. Well, at least they'll qualify in 2026. Along with Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Canada. That's a, that's a thing now. <laughs> um, so no. where have you been, please? Because we did a podcast and then it's been like three weeks. What's going on? Yeah, well, I took advantage of the lack of MLS action and uh, booked a holiday with my girlfriend to Spain. Um, Is that with the big podcast money? Has it been rolling in? <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you listen back to episode one, my girlfriend actually does feature on this podcast when she reviews the kits. So uh, she uh, was having loads of fun. As someone who doesn't really follow football, uh, she was having loads of fun in Spain while uh, I was sat in for most of the time watching the World Cup. Uh, she loves Nigeria's kit, though. So. Don't we all? Um, so, yeah, I've been in Spain. I did I did do a bit of work. I wrote a blog on the UK reaction to uh, the United bid winning the World Cup. Bid. United States, Canada. Yep. And Me- Mexico. Mexico, well done. Hosting a World Cup, an actual real-life World Cup. It's going to be great, isn't it? We'll be defending champions, yeah. you know, going for a third World Cup <laughs> yeah. in a row. Uh, well, this is the thing, like the, uh, I said in the, the blog, if you go to our Twitter, at MLS UK Show, you can read it. But, uh, you know, I did this UK reaction. I weren't in the country at the time, but I sort of, got of observed from afar. Um, but it's still that sort of patronising look at it. And it's like, oh, what's going to be the soccer World Cup? It's like, oh, bore off, you know. So this is our mission, along with MLS, is in the next eight years to promote how great, uh, you know, the, the sport is in both USA and Canada and how much, you know, the people actually love soccer. And, yeah, they've got other sports, you know. I'm sure, you know, we all know, let's face it, soccer is, is not as big as American football in America or ice hockey, say, in Canada. Canada. Sorry, Canada, but it's still a, a huge sport there, and I think they'll do an amazing job along with Mexico in uh, in in actually putting on the biggest show on earth. I think this is huge for MLS. Yeah. I think it's massive. I know that it's eight years away, but I think this is really really big. It's time that the world stood up and took notice, like we have. Um, we get a lot of support for, uh, and a lot of people saying thank you for. For, for taking notice when we could just be lazy and watch Premier League or, or Championship or FA Cup. Um, you know, getting up at 2, 3, 4 a.m. sometimes uh, on a on a work day can yeah. be can be tough. But um, we love MLS and we love that, that the uh, soccer world is going to be uh, all eyes on Mexico, Canada and the States. America. Uh, yes. So, uh, right. I feel that... Are we've... you going? Are you going to go? What, in 2026? In yeah. eight years? Yeah, sure. Taking the wife and kids? Oh, don't, I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> uh, right, we've caught up. We're going to be talking about the managerial changes uh, later in the podcast. Much later. Also, we'll talk about how uh, the players are doing in the World Cup and, and everything else. But first of all, let's have a look at this week's action. Previously in MLS. Oh. I've right, been well, dreading this. I'm glad we've not done a podcast in a while. <laughs> let's let's start from uh, the earliest game, which was on Saturday evening. And I'll admit, I was out on Saturday night in mm-hmm. Manchester. Um, there was a lot of goals on Saturday evening. They were, yeah. With big hammerings. So I was kind of looking at it and having a drink and like every half an hour looking at the scores. 
And it wasn't until Sunday I actually realised that this game ended 4-0. <laughs> Philadelphia Union 4, Vancouver Whitecaps 0. What a result for the Union. This is a massive surprise for me. I mean, Philly have been good at home. We've talked about how they don't tend to let many goals in. That's, that's kind of become a bit of a thing uh, this season. A few ups and downs, but uh, as, a, as a general overlook, Philly don't seem to leak too many goals at home. They had that spell. Do you remember a couple of months ago where the ball just would not go in the back of the net for Philly? No. Like they were hitting the woodwork constantly. Um, they were missing absolute sitters. Uh, and I just think this is—it's really nice to see um, four goals at the TE Stadium because it's been a long while coming. Yeah, they, I, they, I just think they've really kicked on and they find themselves in the the playoff zone in the Eastern Conference now. Finally getting Orlando out of there. <laughs> they just weren't they weren't leaving. But I think they've got to have a lot of credit, Philadelphia, for the way they have turned it around. And and now, looking at them, you I wouldn't bet against them staying in the playoffs now. No, I wouldn't. But just because of uh, of how how tight they've been keeping it, they've also got a game in hand on uh, on Chicago as well. So I was I was impressed with that from Philly. There was there was also uh, another team who failed to score on Saturday as well. Go on. FC Dallas, this surprised me. These have, FC Dallas have been our boys. Yeah. Uh, Lost 3-0 to New York Red Bulls on the road. Yeah, but the thing with FC Dallas is is that I've seen enough from them this season for this not to be the start. I mean, come on, it's not going to be an Orlando-style meltdown. Well, we won six in a row and then haven't won since. There's there's always a possibility that Dallas could never win a game again like Orlando. Mm, I think they're a lot better than that, but... <laughs> Uh, they've only lost two all season. But FC Dallas, yeah, it's one of those games. And I, I think in this game, rather than looking at FC Dallas, I've got to give credit to New York Red Bulls. They took the lead. And then they went down to 10 men. And that's when when I, was, uh, I wasn't I was watching the game, but that's when I was uh, observing what was going on. I thought, I fancy FC Dallas for maybe a 2-1 here to turn it around. But no, they, they absolutely smashed them. And New York Red Bulls, uh, they had a, a quietish start to the season. But, you know, like... Uh, like Philadelphia, they've, they've really pushed on. Uh, but unlike Philadelphia, who lost the last two before beating Vancouver, New York Red Bulls, just, they just don't look like stopping. So mm. uh, they now find themselves five points behind Atlanta in the Eastern Conference. However, they've got two games in hand. So it could get interesting. It is going to be interesting. Dallas have only lost two games as well. We should applaud them for this. And yeah. that they've both, both been on the road as well. So uh, not a disaster for, for Dallas. Despite, I mean, 3 0 is quite a heavy score. I, I am surprised by that, but um, I'm sure they'll be absolutely fine. Let's take a look at uh, Sunday because there was a lot of action on Sunday. Yes. Let's just get it out of the way. Orlando lost to Montreal Impact. Uh, so, on to Sporting KC. Oh, right, we'll talk more about Orlando later on with Jason Christ and stuff, but oh my goodness. Even I, even me as an Atlanta fan, and I like to give you a lot of stick, especially when Orlando lose, but even I'm like, oh, come on. Just. Draw, do something, which is annoying because they'll probably do it this weekend against Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's not great. We'll address this in a bit. Uh, I've got a bit of reaction from uh, from some Orlando City fans across the UK as well, which I think is, is going to be good to delve into. Um, but for now, Orlando lost to Montreal Impact at home whilst they have no manager. It's all fine. It's all gravy. All yeah. good. Um, SKC, big win. This was huge. Yes. 3-2 against Houston Dynamo. And this is the difference. This has now set them on their way at the top of the Western Conference because of FC Dallas's loss. Yeah, I, I must admit when I saw 2-0 Houston Dynamo, I was really surprised because Houston are one of those teams, they're amongst the likes of Vancouver, Chicago, Fired. You know, they just... They they did win and lose, you know. They they have great home records, but not quite away. So two 0 I was really surprised at. However, SKC we've learnt this season. They know how to score goals. They know how to come back. You should never write them off, and they proved it this weekend. Yeah, I, I would one hundred percent have put money on them to to come and win that game, and that's a bold statement. But that's the resilience they've shown. They, they look creative. They look brilliant on the counter, um, almost an Atlanta style um, of play, especially when when you know, two goals down. So uh, no surprise to see them top of the West. And Leanne will be happy. Hi, Leanne, we're back. Yeah. Uh, and Colorado Rapids, well done after... Right, let me uh, let me count. Go so on, it's just, just one, do some two, three, four, five, six, I'll fade seven, you down eight, a minute. We'll just, we'll just, I'll just talk to people. And let, me know, let me know when you've finished. How are you guys doing? You okay? After oh, nine, oh, you're back. He's back. He's back. Nine games without a win. Colorado Rapids now are two matches unbeaten and they finally got a victory 
And this was a... I We did our predictions before the game. We put it on Twitter. And I think... Did we both say that, uh, Minnesota? Yeah, we both said Minnesota would win. Colorado Rapids, last-minute goal. They fought right to the end. Quite literally in, in Jack Price. I feel like we're not doing... Colorado won a game. I feel like we're not doing it enough. You can't use music in, in podcasts, which is annoying, because I want to play... <laughs> like, can we not just do it like a tiny little like one second where we get arrested for that? No, let's do it. One second, go. Ready? Three, two, one. <laughs> Colorado Rapids, they fought to the end. Jack Price literally fighting, but they won a game. Minnesota United. Oh, well done. Well done, Colorado Rapids. Ready? Ready? One more time. Ready? One, two, three. <laughs> We're going to get arrested. Three, two. Uh, what a goal from Castillo as well. Anyway. Yeah. Um, there was a less exciting game. RSL drew one all with San Jose Earthquakes. Now, here's a thing for you. Yeah. We're going to talk about Orlando because they have sack their manager uh-huh. and and we try not to make it like or you know yeah we have a bit of banter about Atlanta and Orlando and we try not to make it all about those teams but you can't ignore a, a bit of a shake up in Florida um should someone like San Jose be following suit I, I almost think it's too late we mentioned this like two months ago yeah although this is a good point for him so it, it's it's something positive but and... is this the Arsenal effect where just when you think it's all over. They go and like scrape a point at, at like Rio Tinto, which is fairly, you know, fairly decent result. Yeah. Is this the Arsenal effect where you're sort of like, oh, okay, well maybe you should stay? Um, I don't know because I must admit, looking at San Jose Earthquakes, I just you kind of see a bit of a, um, a bit of a. They drew against Real Salt Lake. They also drew against New England Revolution, which I think is a very good result. The LAFC game where they were winning and then managed to lose it. This they take one step forward and then like fifty steps yeah. back, and it is frustrating. I told you, Arsenal. I no, I, I San Jose Earthquakes. I just think let's. Just would a manager? Would a new manager make a difference? When you look at their squad, look at Orlando. Yeah. I know we're going to talk about this. Look at Orlando's squad. Look at San Jose's squad. I think Orlando have done the right thing. Does a new manager come into San Jose and make a difference? Um, I think San Jose have got a much better squad than Colorado, for instance, who are a point above them now. I thought you were going to say Orlando. I was like, right, I know we have banter, <laughs> but now you are taking them. No, I think uh, San Jose have, have, have goal scorers in there. They've got Wondolowski, they've got Housen. So uh, it's a difficult question to answer because I never like managers to lose the jobs. However, with that lineup, then yeah, you could make the argument that it. it but realistically, 12 points off Vancouver, who are six in the Western Conference playoffs. Is it going to make much of a difference? Should we just ride the season out and then just start again? Mm. Again. Start again, again. <laughs> uh, Seattle Sounders 1-1 with Chicago Fire. This is big for Seattle. It's not been a good season so far. And no. they're without Roman Torres. Uh, what's Roman Torres up to again? Just remind me. Uh, he's he's uh, wrestling England players to the ground and, and conceding six goals. Oh, yeah. Did England win that game? 6-1, yeah. It's coming up. It's coming up. It's coming. Football's coming up. Do you think people from uh, North America are aware of that song? Or do they just think that what, what on earth are they singing? I've got no idea. I uh, apologise in advance. If not, if you're unaware of the song, we keep on singing. Uh, Would you like me to play a second of it? Like we do? <laughs> uh, go on YouTube. It's it's called Free Lions, and it was a uh, a huge song in the UK when England hosted Euro '96, and it's kind of stuck as a football anthem. So here's what it, here's what it sounds like. There you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's all we can play. Sorry. Uh, so I've, that's why we're getting overexcited. Uh, Seattle Sounders. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I still think with Seattle, we should be winning the the games. I still see them as the team that's been in the uh, MLS Cup final last two seasons. Mm. So I still think when they don't win at home, I know Chicago are a decent side, but I still think oh, that's another chance they've they've missed to win a game. So they now, I don't know. It's it's a point, and you can't argue at a point sometimes. But they're still now eleven points behind Vancouver in sixth place. They need to make the move, and I, I think they need to make it soonish, or else they are going to stick around there for the rest of the season. Uh, we mentioned the top of the Western Conference. SKC are three points clear of FC Dallas. However, in third spot, LAFC, uh, the MLS new boys, got a really, really good result 
against Columbus 2-0. Yeah, good win this. Um, I think when when we're watching uh, Vea, Carlos Vea on the TV playing for Mexico. Oh, we, yes, Carlos. Yeah, you kind of think, I, don't, I, I thought LAFC would struggle during this this World Cup sort of period. So uh, a really good win. Uh, Simon came back. He didn't get in the Belgian team. Scored a great free kick. Um, yeah, good win for LAFC. And they keep on proving us... I don't want to say prove us wrong because we never said LAFC would be bottom of the table. But we did say that they would perhaps struggle. It's yeah. their inaugural season. And they find themselves third in the, the Western Conference. That's that's a great, a great start, a great achievement. And they continue to, you know, to push on and... Now, if you don't get in the playoffs at the end of the season, I think you could probably look at it as being a disappointing season. Mm, I agree. I'm not jealous at all. <laughs> um, so, on to Atlanta. I'll be honest, we're going to go through our predictions in a minute. Uh, genuinely, uh, I'm 100% serious. I put 1-1. I said Atlanta will draw 1-1 with Portland Timbers because Portland have looked like a totally different side in the last two months to, to how they started the season. And I put 1-1 and I was like... Oh, is that just wishful thinking? I was like, wishful thinking. They, they'll, they'll, they'll thrash him. So I, I changed my prediction to an Atlanta win. And now I wish I really hadn't. Oh. I, I think I had the same as you. Did I? I said, oh no, I said two one. You said three one to Atlanta. Mm. I, I, I watched this game obviously with it being Atlanta, and I don't know. I just, I was disappointed. I felt in the first... Don't rub it in. Disappointed with a point. No, I felt in the first 20 minutes of the game, Atlanta had the better of it and, and they could have perhaps, maybe should have scored. They were. I just don't think the final ball were quite there. Then Portland started to open Atlanta up a bit. They had a few breaks where uh, I think at one point, was it Valeri maybe who, who did an awful pass through? Could have gone to Blanco, I think. But um, when the Portland got the goal, it wasn't a surprise really. Portland were playing better at that point. And then second half, especially when Gressel scored, I thought Atlanta could have pushed on and and perhaps got the the, the winning goal, and it weren't to be. So uh, you know, we're still top of the supporters' shield, still smashing it. So thirty four points. New York City behind you in second with thirty one. They've got a game in hand, so that could get very very interesting. Um, fair play. Yeah. They've done, play. they've done well this season. I think there was a lot of pressure I on Atlanta sick. this year, but uh, I think they're doing well. And yeah. It's a draw at home to Portland is uh, is not the worst result in the world. Um, now I think this was the game that was the most intriguing for me this weekend. Mm. New York City, Toronto FC. New York City, of course, with a new manager after uh, Paddy V. My boy, Paddy V, has left us. This is another thing that's happened since we uh, since we last did a podcast. And can I just say, like, I was a little bit concerned for them because they've been having a great season. Mm. I'm living all my dreams through NYCFC because they're the only ones who can take down Atlanta currently. <laughs> um, uh, and, and I thought, oh, how do you replace Paddy V? But I have to say, I have to say, if you are going to get somebody in with a decent CV, yeah. wow. Yeah, they did it straight away. They must. To be fair, do you reckon Vieira kind of held off a bit until... There was a lot of noise, wasn't there, about... There was a lot of noise about Vieira leaving and I, I feel like it gave them time to maybe do a little bit of... Uh, a little bit of prep, yeah, and obviously with their their partnership with with Manchester City, I think it was maybe a, a, an obvious choice to appoint a man who has been <laughs> at Pep Guardiola's side for years and years and years and years. Um, uh, yeah, I I don't see how I don't I can't see that that was a difficult decision to make. No. To be fair, uh, but Toronto FC, I felt this was a big opportunity for them. I know they went one nil up. Um, you know, a great goal from Vasquez. Was it Vasquez who scored? It was a it was a, a torrent of goals, you could say. Yeah. Um Good and, old Dominic. Yeah. Uh and um Dominic Torrent. Yeah. Yeah, now I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh anyway, moving on. <laughs> um and then New York City got the uh two goals. Clean a great back heel. I didn't know what to make of this because NYC have been brilliant, especially at home. Um, they've been unbelievable at home, to be fair. Um, and Toronto are in that stage where it's like, right, it's now or never. It's got a bit beyond the joke. Like we we need to. And I thought this was going to be a cracking game. And I kind of thought that I kind of backed Toronto to come and surprise NYCFC a little bit. Didn't happen. No. Uh, although I must say, when you compare Toronto with Seattle, now we said Seattle it was now or never. They're eleven points off the playoff zone. Toronto are only six points off Philadelphia. So I think, and they've got a game in hand. I think Toronto 
Oh, I know they've got two more, uh, three more points, but I think they're in a much better position. They've got Orlando above them. Who, if you'd have told me, you know, they've got teams above we'd them. We'd be four who points, above four points above Toronto after sixteen games played. I'd be buzzing. <laughs> so there we go. Well, uh, so Toronto would feel that they could have done better, but New York City, good win for them. They'll now, you know, they can go the rest of the season now. New York City, and it really gives the fans who were perhaps a bit a bit cautious a bit worried that optimism now that they can push on because I like New York City I think that I would have liked them if it are not for Atlanta I would have liked them to have won the MLS Cup with Patrick Vieira yeah. that can't happen so you know should we'll we see. take a look at our predictions and yes. find out how we got on okay let's do it the MLS UK show right well Predictions this week were... Can I just do a disclaimer quickly? Yeah. I was driving a boat whilst you asked me to submit my predictions. Um, I, was on, uh, I was on the Broads in Norfolk, um, oh, which lovely. is uh, my homelands back in uh, the east of England. Uh, and it's basically just a load of rivers that join up to each other. And I was driving a boat at five miles an hour, which ah. seems really slow, but it's petrifying because there's loads of boats coming towards you. And I was like texting and driving, which you're not supposed to do here in the UK. Um, but apparently on a boat, it's fine. Uh, and I just put a load of numbers down and hope for the best. Oh, well, uh, you knew at this point I'd come back off holiday because I was actually working. So I thought, oh, I'll do the predictions <laughs> now that I'm back because I did nothing while I was abroad. Uh, and... Despite being distracted, Elliot, you've actually done quite well this week. I really, think it was, I couldn't even remember what I'd put. Well, it was a, it wasn't a great week for predictions. I think there were a few uh, surprising results. However, you got the Philadelphia. No, you didn't. You said that was going to be one one. <laughs> Why did I think that was one one? Uh, so you didn't get Philadelphia, oh. right? Uh, you got. Actually, you might not have done as well as I thought. Oh, right. this has gone well. Uh, you said Sporting KC would win. Yep. You said LAFC 2-0, so you got there. So at the moment, you're on 15 points. Yeah. Uh, And you said New York City would win. So you've got 20 points at the moment. So we give five points for a correct outcome, 10 points for a correct result. You've got 20, so actually... That's not bad. uh, I was driving a boat. Okay, right, we'll give you that. However, for me, I said Philadelphia would win, so that's five points. I said New York Red Bulls would win, that's another five points. I said Orlando would win, so not got anything for that. I said SKC 3, Houston 2, so that's now 20 points. Uh, I said Seattle and Chicago would be a draw, so that's 25 points. I said Atlanta would win, so nothing there. (laughs) But then I said NYC would win, so that's 30 points. So I win this week. I have a question. Yeah. Were you driving a boat whilst you did your predictions? I wasn't driving a boat. I think I win that one. MLS UK Show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. So, big news. Right, are we just pretending that it's happened? We're recording this at 4.35 on Monday the 25th of June. Are we just going to pretend that this deal has gone through? Are we going to make ourselves look brilliant? Or Yeah, we, could, we discussed this. We could make ourselves look really stupid and say that a certain deal has gone through and then it doesn't. However, considering that this certain person is in America at the moment, he's at Disneyland with his family. We've been told it's happened and agreed. It's just not been announced. There's a lot of press in the UK that are reporting it's going to be done tonight. If he's at, if he's at Disney, is he not signing for my boys? <laughs> Just say it. Wishful thinking. Uh, and a lot of press in the, the States and Canada saying it's going to happen. So Canada. Let's say it's going to happen. Wayne Rooney is an MLS player. Wayne Rooney has signed for DC United. Yeah. Sort of. Uh, let's. I'll tell you what. Let's record ourselves saying loads of different teams and saying he hasn't signed just in case he doesn't okay. go through. So uh, that Wayne Rooney deal's fallen through. Oh, I can't believe it. That was going to be good, that. Do you hear that Wayne Rooney signed up to Disneyland? <laughs> He's going gonna... Disney FC. Yeah. You hear that Wayne Rooney's going to be uh, the new Shrek in the, the Universal Studio? It's just so they can save on makeup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Wayne Rooney signed for uh, uh, Atlanta. Oh, right. Okay. Well, we don't need him. Uh, right. All jokes aside, Wayne I need Rooney. To, no, wait, wait, wait. I need to do a DC United one as well. Okay, go. Wayne Rooney signed for DC United. £12.5 million deal. Keeps him there until 2020. 
we'll, we'll just we'll just we'll pick just, one of those and see which one's we'll right. Just carry on from that one. Uh, yeah, great signing, DC. Um, we discussed this a few weeks ago, didn't we, on the podcast? You were really for it, really for it. You went on a passionate sort of <laughs> yeah. rant, saying how great this is going to be. Got to put on social media that so, it's because right, it's because DC United fans got told that they might be signing one of England's greatest ever players, and were like, eh. "What's wrong with you? Yeah. This is why I went on a passionate rant. You're bottom of the league." And you're getting Wayne Rooney, and it's not good enough. Are you serious? No, I, I I agree with you. I think he'll do a really good job. I think he showed in the Premier League last season. Uh, he got a hat trick against West Ham. He, he played quite well in a in a, a an Everton side that we're struggling. So I think it's a good sign. It's a fresh start for him. It's it's great for him and his family, and he can play. I think. He could be a new like Schweinsteiger for for Chicago. He'll play a more advanced role than Schweinsteiger, but mm. he can. He's got a good enough pass on him to get the ball and be the sort of quarterback sort of role and just pass it, you know, and just spray the ball out. He can. I think this, along with a new stadium, I think this suits DC United to the ground. And put it this way: with Wayne Rooney in that team, uh, he's a winner. I don't think they'll finish bottom of the league. I don't think I don't think you finish bottom of the league with with Wayne Rooney in your team. It just doesn't happen. Um, he's going to be there till twenty twenty. Twelve point five million pounds, um, and could make his debut for Vancouver White uh, against Vancouver Whitecaps on July the fourteenth. And this is of course DC's first game at Audi Field, which feels like it's been a long time coming. Yeah, they've played in parks. They've played in. It's uh, awful. On beaches, they've played in space. They've played everywhere. Played in the US Open Cup where they lost to Orlando. Get in! Come on! Oh, I've not done that in a while. Oh. (coughs) He's allergic to Orlando winning. Just taking on some water there. Uh, Get in! I don't like the taste of that US Open Cup. That's why my team went out. We're uh, we're focusing on (laughs) on the cup. yeah, great signing for DC United, and uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing how we do. And also for us in the UK, trying to sell the MLS, you know, Zlatan coming in was great uh, for that. I think this is going to be. I think it's not. As, I don't think it'll have the same impact as when Beckham came, but as as in terms of a UK player to go over and sign, I think there's no one better than Wayne Rooney. I think this is going to be really good. I'm intrigued to know who else they're going to sign so that it's actually worth it. It's great having this passing range, but like, yeah. who's he going to find? Who's he going to be sending balls up to? Long ball up to Mattox, not going to happen, not going to work. Um, but seri- in all seriousness, DC United fans, if you are sceptical, trust me, trust me on this one. If by the end of the season, you don't think Wayne Rooney's been a worthy signing, then I will allow you to tweet me much abuse, but I'm I'm standing firm on this one. Wayne Rooney, who, by the way, Marco Silva, new Everton boss, trying to get him to stay, desperate for him to stay and play Premier League football in what, let's be honest, is going to be a top six, top seven team? Yeah. Top eight, top nine, yeah. top half Premier League <laughs> no. team. You yeah, know, good team. Like, let's, yes, we love MLS, but let's not, let's not get confused here. MLS is nowhere near Premier League standard. And so this is a brilliant, brilliant signing. Well done. DC and I can't wait to see him in action. I can't wait for when DC play LA Galaxy if you do this season. Uh for see Zlatan versus Wayne. It's gonna be great. So lots to look forward to. And uh, we'll be building up to it, of course. Uh, the big uh reveal uh that Vancouver game will be building up to it here on the MLS UK show. But are we risking because we're recording this at you know twenty to five on Monday, are we risking the fact that that deal is gonna be announced probably by the time this podcast goes live? Because, you know, we are in the know. Yes. Uh, uh, let's just risk it. Let's just risk it. Okay. Yeah. Wayne Rooney signed for DC United. Uh, also incoming to MLS from Everton. Scouse land. Liverpool. To you, Canada and States people. Um, Leighton Baines. I'm surprised with this one, but without disrespecting the league... I think Leighton Baines could still do a job in England in the Premier League. Leighton Baines, right. Whoever gets Leighton Baines, if this is true, the Mirror um, are reporting that Baines is a target for uh, Philly and for Chicago. And he's also been linked with with LA because he was out in California on holiday. Um, 
sorry, Leighton Baines in MLS would be absolutely incredible. Yeah, now Leighton Baines, not one of the most um, talked about footballers in the UK. So if you are, uh, if you don't really know the Premier League as well as say we do, um, Leighton Baines is a really good player. He's a left back. He's got a, an amazing free kick on him. If like YouTube some of his great goals. Uh, he can, he's, I've never seen him miss a penalty. Put it this way: every season, I put Leighton Baines in my fantasy team yeah, yeah. because he'll score a penalty or a free kick and uh, gets up the wing well. Yeah, he's a really good Assist. player, fast player, and uh, I'm surprised Everton are letting him go. But if an MLS team can pick him up, that'd be a really astute signing. That he's still got a year left on his contract, but I think uh, I think it's got to the point now where maybe maybe time is right. Um, wouldn't get a testimonial. Yeah, but. Who, Who cares? cares? <laughs> I don't care about a testimonial. Um, Philly or Chicago Fire? If you're Leighton Baines, you've just been playing for Everton. Your mate Wayne's going to DC. Who do you choose? That's a tough one. Philly or Chicago? It's a tough one. I think they're very similar. You know what? Just because of Nikolic, I'd sign for Chicago. However, you know, it's... it's what do you like better? Pizza or cheese? <laughs> cheese steaks. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, I would also choose Chicago because I think they're now getting towards the the stage of having a really really great squad. Yeah. Um, so only thirty three as well. So a lot yeah. still to offer. Still got a bit of pace in his locker. I think this is. Uh, I think this is a great move for whoever manages to snap him up. So do I. And I, I know he was linked when he was linked with the LA clubs. I thought LAFC that'd be a great team for him. Yeah, I agree. So I'm surprised if they've cooled their interest, but. Uh, yeah, so fingers crossed because we want as many UK players in uh, the the in MLS as as they can be. Let's fill them with you know UK players. So this would be good for signing for us as well. Sweet. Okay, shall we talk about the thing that I don't want to talk about? Orlando, what has happened? What is going on? Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK show. Can I? Can we put banter to a side for a second? Because I feel like we we joke about Atlanta and we joke about Orlando, and I think this is actually this is a big story um, when it when it broke after the Spain Portugal uh, match in yeah. the first few days of the World Cup. I tweeted really saying, clever that. What a great best match of the World Cup so far. Oh, we'll just bury some bad news. In <laughs> But I think most Orlando fans don't see this as bad news. I think this was something that, that they wanted to happen. Uh, a lot of people have been saying that they're desperate to hear what I think on this. I don't know why. <laughs> How have we got to this stage where people actually care what we think? I don't understand. Yeah. Um, but I think people are genuinely interested to to see what I've got to say on this. And I'll be honest with you, I've always said the same thing. I think off the field... Um, when it comes to interviews, when it comes to training and man management, I think uh, Jason Christ was a very, very strong leader. I think he spoke really well in interviews, um, always seemed like um, he was very authoritative, uh, knew exactly what he wanted from his players. And I just think he failed to, he began to fail to get it from them. Well, I've always sat on the fence a bit with this because you've been very passionate in it. You haven't been his biggest fan. Even when you'd won six in a row, you were kind of, you weren't exactly saying that. The manner of the wins weren't as impressive. Yeah. So, and I remember, uh, you know, we did a bit of an Orlando special very early on in one of the first episodes. And I, had, I was like, God, you're as bad as Arsenal, you lot, with anger. Like, just give him a chance. <laughs> However, you win six in a row, great. To lose, what, seven in a row before he got sacked, eight in a row, mm. it's not good enough. And with that team as well, I know he's had injuries and it's you can't really judge him on that because he has had injuries. And it's Orlando arguably have had the most injuries out of anyone. Mm. Still, I don't care who you're managing. You know, we've, we've give Colorado a bit of stick for their run. You can't lose that many matches when they've got the players available that they have got. You know, I'm, I'm looking down at some of the results and the, even just the goal scorers in them results. You know, Kleshen, Dwyer, uh, you know, your, your turn, uh, Mueller, Miriam. I know, I know they're not perhaps performing as well as you thought they would do, but there's, there's players there. And that back line as well, when they were winning six on the bounce, we were praising that back line. It, they've got a good squad and Bendik and Goal's a great goalkeeper. So to lose that many matches in a row, he's just not good enough. And and Orlando, as a so I don't support Orlando. I'll be honest, I couldn't care less what Orlando do. But as far as uh, looking from the outside, I look and think it's the most frustrating thing ever 
to watch Orlando, who were in, what, second, third, pushing Atlanta at the start of the season, well, eight games ago, to see them drop down like that, it's like, oh, come on, you're better than that. And Orlando are a good, they're a good club, I think. The 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 stadium's nice, the... I like the wall thing you've got. I like the the whole thing that with the um, the, the rainbow seats and everything. It's a very likable club. I just think it's, he needed to go. He needed a fresh start now, and we'll see where Orlando can get to. I think you can see what they were doing. We discussed that the the squad wasn't strong enough when there was a lot of injuries. I think there's only so much you can do when you've got a really really depleted squad. Uh, and it looked like they were waiting for the squad to be back to full health to see what Jason could do with it, and he did nothing with it. Um, you know, players came back, didn't didn't seem to make much of an impact, if if any at all. Um, I think two back to back losses to Montreal is it, just horrific. I think that completely, you know, sold, uh, sealed his fate, and. I think a lot of fans would have picked very, very, very different lineups to to what Jason was was picking, and that's all very well when you're winning. But when you when you're losing games that that you should one hundred percent be getting results from, you've got to look at even the starting lineup. Let's get it right from the from kickoff at least. Um, Miram was one of the best footballers I've ever seen play last season when I saw him um, play for Columbus uh, when I went to watch a game this season. I'm I, like I don't like doing this. You know, he's he's a player who plays for plays for my team. He has not been anywhere near good enough. He's been so poor. First touch, he's been like um, you know, failing to keep control of the ball. He's been running out of play, he's been misplacing passes, he's been skying shots. It's not working. And sometimes that happens, that's fine. He needs a few games out to just compose himself, get him, you know, get himself together. Um, and and it's the same with with quite a few players. I think even Question has not been anywhere near what what we saw from him in the last couple of seasons with with Red Bulls. On the other hand, we drafted Chris Mueller straight out of college, and he's been absolutely brilliant. He's been absolutely incredible. Gives it his all every single game uh, on the right wing. And I just think there is a squad there. The defense isn't strong enough for me, but there's a squad there that could easily make the playoffs. And I think it's a travesty if they don't. The turning point for me, the point where I felt that he probably needed to go was the Vancouver game. Yeah, agreed. Question made it 1-1, and that was the time. If Orlando pushed on then and got a... a, a I think Dwyer came on, didn't he? Yeah. If, if you made it 2-1, it would have saved his job. You lost the game. And let's remember, Question scored, what, with like 30 minutes to go or something? Yeah, it's tactics. You it lost the poor. game 5-2. I was like, right, even I'm like... You probably need to change now. Really, really poor tactics. So um, we've we've spoken to a few Orlando City fans across the across the UK. So Harry, um, he says he's relieved that Jason Christ is gone because he couldn't watch his style of play anymore. Um, it'll take a while to rebuild. The playoffs now look out of reach, and he'd like to see uh, Caleb Porter come in, um, or maybe, and I think this is a disaster, uh, Masteroni, formerly of uh, Colorado Rapids. Um, just because we've signed O'Neill, who's got history with with Rapids, so that looks like it could potentially be a very underwhelming appointment. Um, James says I really liked Christ. I thought he had a he was a genuine manager who cared for the club. I would agree with that. Um, unfortunately, his tactics just weren't working, and I think the reason why he didn't succeed was the strength in defence. Couldn't agree more. Um, he says, from what I saw in the Montreal game without Christ, so at the weekend after he left, it looks like the club has just given up. So he wants a change in management. He thinks it'll be good. And, and hopefully morale will be boosted as well. I think this is a key factor. I'm surprised that they lost that game at home against Montreal when you know full well um, potential new managers are going to be watching the game. Um, they're going to be scouting you to check, you know, to see their what their best 11 would be. They're going to be asked that in the interview. They're going to say, what's your starting 11? What do you do? Tell us about the players. And he's like, well, none of them, because they just lost 2-0 to Montreal <laughs> Impact, having already been beaten by them, uh, you know, the week previous. Um, Nathan makes some good points. He says, I'm not surprised that Christ has gone. I'm very happy. Uh, he says, I always made it clear how much I didn't like his tactics and the way that he just sat and did nothing. This is the Vancouver game that you're talking about. Could have gone on to win the game at, at 1-1 
ended up getting absolutely hammered. Uh, Nathan says, I think it'll it'll make a big difference now he's gone. If somebody comes in and drops the likes of Miram, which is what I've just said, and Sasha maybe, for a couple of games to show he isn't messing around, maybe it will give them the kick up the ass they need. Um, he'd like to see Pulis, Anthony Pulis, come in, who's currently um, at, at Louisville in, in the USL. He was uh, formerly in charge of our B team. The Orlando City B team did, to be fair, did great things there. Um, and obviously the, the B team doesn't exist anymore. So uh, could be an opportunity to bring him back. Um, I did think for a split second you meant Tony Pulis then when you said that. Well, do you know what? I've seen Big Sam linked. Oh, don't, because I love Big Sam as a Bolton fan, and I'd hate to see him manage Orlando. Your love of Big Sam, just for people, Henry's love for Big Sam, you are like, he's he's your sporting hero, isn't he? Yeah, and when you look at him, he isn't much of a, he doesn't look like a, like a big farmer, role but, model. No, but it, the, what he did for Bolton was amazing. I think he's a very underrated manager. I think, and honestly, I think... He'll, the problem is with a big Sam, he'll always get a job in the Premier League. Which he'll isn't, he'll which keep a, you up. He'll yeah, keep you up. If it, I don't know, it's Huddersfield, for example. If they're bottom of the league uh, come Christmas, just throw some money at big Sam, he'll keep you up. I think, and Sam did play in uh, America in part of his career, I think MLS would be really good for him. I think he should go over and, and yeah, I think he could do a good job there. I once stayed in the same hotel as Sam Allardyce. Really? Yeah. There's a lot of noise coming from his room. Kept me up as well. Damn it. Yeah. Do you get that? Yeah, it's a funny joke. He'll keep you up. Yeah. should get Big Sam in because he will keep you up. You have been saving these jokes, haven't you? I actually genuinely just thought of that. I'm quite proud of that one. Uh, Here's a a question for you, just to round up on the Orlando thing. Here's a Sasha question for you. Oh, God. Uh, Right. (laughs) That was awful. (laughs) Seriously. With Orlando City, we said at the start of the season that Orlando now are into the, what is it, third, fourth year? Fourth. Fourth. Depressingly. And uh, they've not never made the playoffs. All right. <laughs> Kaka was there and did a job and now he's left. And we said at the start of the season, is this the season for Orlando to push on? We're halfway through it. We're going to be doing a halfway kind of special this, this week where we grade each team. <laughs> Can't wait. You must be disappointed with what, what's happened I'm more disappointed. I think if we'd have... I think it would have been, oh, same old, same old if, if this would have been where we were sitting. But I think it's because we had those six games. We had six games on the trot. Do you remember those Do you remember those good days? Yeah. You know, the get-in days. I still get tweets about get-in. Yeah, I saw that. I saw Ryan sent you on, who's a Montreal fan. <laughs> yeah, enjoyed that. Cheers, Ryan. Um, I've I've been enjoying a few get-ins with England instead. Just you know, keep it ticking yeah, over. Yeah. Make sure my vocal cords are still still on point. Um, yeah, they were they were great days. Very fond fond memories of sitting here saying get in. Um, but then it all stopped uh, when we played Atlanta, and we haven't won since, apart from two games in the in the Open Cup. So this is. It is disappointing. I don't. A lot of Orlando City fans uh, here in the UK are saying it's over. Uh, a lot are getting very fed up. I'll be honest with you. I, I did. I did go public with with my feelings um, after that Vancouver game because it's just not good enough. Like I know fans are spending a lot of money going to you know on season tickets or going to the game, and people come from from all over the globe to go and watch them. But here in the UK, even if we're not on a you know, Virgin flight, which costs thousands, and then, you know, having to stay somewhere, which costs thousands, and going to the game, which isn't cheap. We're up in the middle of the night on a weekday watching... It's just, just horrific. A team that look like they're not bothered. And I think it just got to that point now where it's like, make a change. I'm glad they've done it. Because I think, you know, it's the only chance to save the season. Do it now. But the right appointment needs to be made and they need to come in. They, they've got a bigger job than, than they realise. They've got an easy job in the roster. That roster, you could, if you can keep that roster together, I genuinely think you could go and attack again next season. However, getting those players playing for you is just seems to be a, um, a really, really tough mission. Well, we'll uh, we'll be doing our MLS grade of each team uh, later this week. Although what I have noticed is every season, when it gets to about March time, you always uh, kind of stop showing interest in Norwich City because Norwich's season's normally over mm-hmm. just when MLS starts. 
Orlando are just doing it for you. They, they've stopped, you know, you've stopped, uh, I don't want to say lack of interest, but England are in the World Cup. So when England get knocked out, Orlando will win a few games until August when Norwich start and then Orlando's just, season will be Yeah, just tied me, tied me over. Yeah, so for 12 months of a year, you are interested in uh, in football. However, your teams kind of never do well at the same time to keep you interested. Do you reckon we could get Harry Kane in as a designated player? Let's move on. Okay. This week in MLS. Oh, I don't even want to look who we've got next because... Oh, you know. Oh. (laughs) Excellent. Uh, Well, let's start with this game, then we'll go back... So Sunday, Atlanta are going to hammer us. It's at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. They're really good. We're terrible. That's great. Next. I can't really argue with that. Uh, (laughs) Right, so this is Friday evening, well, Friday night, slash Saturday morning here in the UK. Uh, The the game that's kicking off the game week. I should give a score prediction. Oh, yeah. 4-0 Atlanta. (laughs) Oh, this is difficult for me because we stopped your run last time. I think, annoyingly, you might just you might just get something. You don't genuinely believe that. You don't. I'm gonna go one one. <laughs> no, come on. Right, we've done this before where you try and cover your back because you know you don't want to be embarrassed. I've just gone out there and I'm I'm not doing mine to cover my back. I'm being serious. I think we'll lose at least four nil. You can't genuinely no. sit there as an Atlanta fan, top of the MLS supporters' shield, and say, oh, we won't beat Orlando at home. You can't. There's something about this game. I'm, no. I'm more worried about this game I won't allow than it. I was when you'd won six in a row. I will not allow you to predict anything other than an Atlanta win, because that is absolutely ridiculous. You got a draw last season. It was 3-3, free, free, uh, when Atlanta were playing really well. Yeah. 1-1. One, one. Right. Friday night. Saturday morning, Minnesota United versus FC Dallas. Uh, FC Dallas will be looking to get back to winning ways. Uh, you know what? Minnesota at home, I always fancy them. I think they, they are quite a good team at home, but FC Dallas, I do think, will get back to uh, get the win. I think it will be 2-1. I I want to go 2-1 as well. 1-0, FC Dallas. Okay. Big game, huge game. The derby match Seattle versus Portland Timbers Cascadia Cup uh, half nine on Saturday evening uh, a few weeks ago we uh, mentioned on the podcast how uh, Portland were well Seattle were having a bit of banter with Portland when they said that Portland Maine was their favourite Portland uh, that was all in the build up to this match so uh, do you reckon the Timbers will get a bit of revenge I think 3-1 Portland Timbers do you yeah three goals on the road Um. Right, Sounders, this is your last chance. This is your last chance. I've defended <coughs> you so far this season. This is your last chance. I'm going 2-1 Seattle, and I think this could turn the season around. There's a lot of way to do it if you do. Wow. Uh, of course, we've mentioned Atlanta. Uh, midnight, this is on Sunday night, so it's Saturday evening, kind of, technically. Uh, Montreal Impact, looking to make it three wins out of three. Um, Shut up! <laughs> uh, they're playing Sporting Kansas City, an actually actual good side uh, who will probably win three nil. Three nil? Do you reckon? Yeah. Uh, I am going to go two nil. Sporting Kansas City. Okay. Columbus Crew versus Real Salt Lake. They need to get back on the board after losing to LAFC. I'm going to say two nil Columbus Crew. Yeah, I'm going to agree with this one. Rail Salt Lake, I know they beat uh, the Sounders a few weeks ago, but they're not great away from home. Uh, I can't see them getting a, a win here, but I think it'll be 3-1 to the crew. New England Revolution, DC United. That um, has to be a Revs win for me. Yeah, I've kind of missed the Revs. I've not played in a while. Uh, well, we've not done a podcast in a while, that's why. I'm going to say 3-1. I I think New England Revolution will win as well. Uh, I think the the circus that's inevitably going to be around DC United this week. I don't think it's going to help the players. To be honest, um, I think New England Revolution will win. I I, I think it'll be two 0 New England Revolution. Okay, Chicago Fire versus New York City FC. This is a tough one to call. 
It is. I think New York City is still in that situation where it's new manager, kind of working it out. And we've seen it plenty of times before, haven't we, with new managers, where they'll get that win in the first game. Then can you do it in the second game and can you push on from there? Chicago Fire, I can see them actually winning this. I think it'd be 2-1. 2-2. LAFC Philadelphia Union. This is at 1 o'clock in the morning. Philly, not as good on the road as they are at home. LA, second home match, coming off the back of that Columbus victory. I'm going to say 2-1 LAFC. Uh, LAFC, for me, they are prone to a a bit of a disappointing result after getting a big win. I think it'll be 1-1. Okay. San Jose, can they get back at it in the Cali Classico against LA Galaxy? I'm going to say no. (laughs) Uh, yeah, they, is the LAFC one a bit of a, is that a Cali Classico as well, or is it just the... Oh, let's not, let's not ruffle feathers. No, um, I still see at San Jose, we said before, I, they kind of take one step forward, which I think they have done with the result last weekend, it was a good result for them, uh, but I still think that LA Galaxy will do it. Is Latan playing, or is Latan doing stuff at the World Cup? Do we know that? He's using his visa at the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, I've seen them adverts. Um, it, with Zlatan or without, I think LA Galaxy will win this. I think it'll be a high-scoring game, actually, but I think it'll be 3-2 to LA Galaxy. 3-1 LA Galaxy. For me, the match of the weekend, uh, Toronto FC versus New York Red Bulls. Uh, actually, no, along with this Sounders Portland game. This is the match of the weekend. So I've got two. This is on Sky Sports Football. I think this is this is big opportunity for Toronto. Like we mentioned earlier, we touched on this. It it needs to needs to get started because you can run out of time. I think Toronto Toronto. I, I don't want to. No, I'm going for a draw. I'm going for a tie, as they would say. What are you saying? Three all. Let's uh. make it a classic. Uh, I'm going to say 2-2. I was going to say 2-2 and I was like, don't say 2-2. I, uh, yeah, I think Toronto, I think this is how, we, and we said this in episode one, Toronto will kind of uh, start slowly and then slowly push on and then just smash it at the end. And I think that's what's going to happen. As long as they stay, I think there's enough teams like Philadelphia, Chicago, Orlando, um, in that sort of middle ground, if you will. Do you know of of the Eastern Conference, right on the border of where the playoffs... I'm grateful to be middle ground at the minute. I think Toronto will stay sort of... They'll stay within that, just on the edge, and then they'll win a few games at the end and and be fine. So I think it'll be 2-2. Okay. Vancouver Whitecaps, Colorado. Who knows what's going to happen in this? I'm going to say, just because Colorado are on the road, I'm going to say 2-0 Vancouver Whitecaps. Yeah, Colorado will be buoyed by a, a win. The first win in nine games, was it? Uh, how, however, I think Vancouver will get back to winning ways. I think it will be three, no, 4-0 Vancouver. Okay, don't forget to send us your predictions at MLS UK Show on Twitter. Send us your predictions for the weekend. Uh, we'll read them out. We'll find out whether you've done better than me, which will be easy, or better than Henry, which is an actual achievement. Um, before we go, can I just point something out? Yeah. Do you know how I'm terrible at predictions? Yeah. Nine times out of ten. Yeah. Did you hear me on the LA Galaxy podcast the other week? Yeah. I LA did. is our house. Yeah, on balls and beers. Yeah. Like, I was shocked because I, I, I was in the room when you was recording it. Um, and I was like, I was sort of in and out of it. And I was thinking, oh, I was doing predictions. This is going to, we're going to really sound good with this. <laughs> This I is absolutely us... smashed it. So yeah. to, just to explain, um, when you when you go on the LA is our house podcast, um, they've had some brilliant guests. By the way, go and check them out because um, some of their guests are way more like interesting and famous than I am. Yeah. Uh, I, I was like, "What you want me?" So um, you look at the the week's fixtures and you, the schedule for the week, and you will place your your bets on on who's going to win and and what score it's going to be. And then you can say how confident you are on that. So you'll back it by, you might say like, right, I'm confidence of five on that one. Like, yeah, Orlando are definitely going to lose to Atlanta. Confidence of five. Or you might be like, oh, I don't know, Atlanta might wobble here. Confidence of one. Not sure, but like going to risk it. Um, I absolutely smashed it. I don't know how, but um, I'd seen, according to the guys, I broke all sorts of records 
for guests um and and the guests are, are actually doing all right now versus the the hosts so um they're actually calling me sir elliot that's the thing that's happened uh which is embarrassing but um i kind of like it so going forward sir elliot holman there to go uh, to go with my blue tick on twitter i don't know if i've ever mentioned that yeah not on this podcast not sir <laughs> Um, yeah, I've listened to it because when I listened back, I was like, you know what, you've done us good there because we could have looked really foolish. Yeah. Uh, uh, so thanks for having me, guys, and uh, thanks for making me look good. Normal service will be resumed next <laughs> week when we look through the predictions we've just made. Um, as always, thank you very much for listening. Um, thanks for getting involved. If you've got anything, if you want to send us, if you're watching a game and you see something ridiculous, or you want to comment on anything that we've said, or talk about Rooney or Baines or anything that we've discussed, maybe the Jason Crisis that's going on as well. Oh, that's the title of the podcast. Jason Crisis. gets that in in the final minute um, at MLS UK Show on Twitter. Yes, uh, right, uh, subscribe as well because uh, later this week we'll be doing our gradings of... It's gradings? Mm, That's nice and American, that is, I like that. Gradings of uh, the MLS teams, all 23, how they've done this season and what grades we give them. And it will be American-style grades like A and B and C, not like here when it's like distinction merit because <laughs> we're not we're not that posh yeah uh so yeah so have a have a watch out for that we'll be tweeting about that and and tell us if you want to dm us as well as your predictions for next week if you want to dm us uh what how you think each team has done grade a to f is it yeah it's a to f isn't it uh and we'll we'll obviously compare them we'll mention it and next week we might have a little mention as well of the mls all-star we ran out of time Mm. this week it's coming up the teams have sort of been kind of announced like the fans favorites of course my atlanta boys have uh have dominated it so we'll have a little chat about that yep next podcast the half term reports of each mls team we'll see you then thank you very much for listening see ya sports social podcast network Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.